Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kid Min podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kid Min, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode number four of the I Love Kidman podcast. I don't know if we have any boys and girls listening to the podcast, Corey, but I know we've got ladies and gentlemen, and we've made they it might the be in the car. They might be in the car. That's true. Welcome to episode number four. I'm telling you what, well, we have just been overwhelmed with your support of the podcast early on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing it. Um, with your volunteers and other ministry leaders that you know. I'm telling you what, that has been oxygen and fuel to Corey and I as we are preparing more podcasts. Just get it, hearing your support and how you're sharing the podcast. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Also, in, we're enjoying taking time to uh, read the posts in the Isle of Kidman Facebook group each week after we release the podcast. That's been so fun. And Corey, it was a great idea of yours to do this. Corey gets all the credit for this. So Corey and I have talked about doing a podcast a long time, but it was Corey's idea to, hey, let's not stop the podcast with the podcast. Let's continue the conversation in I Love Kidmen. Um, stroke a genius, Corey. Way to go. Thanks. Today, yeah. I'm really excited about this conversation. We're diving into one that's a little bit harder, but we realize that it's just needed. We're talking about having conversations with senior leadership. And so, Ryan, mm -hmm. I'm curious, before we jump into things, I'm putting you on the spot. Can you share yep. a time that you sat down with senior leadership at your church and had a heart-to-heart? -heart? Yeah. Boy, you are putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So I've got a unique situation. First of all, my pastor has been my pastor since – Same. I've had the same pastor since I was 12 years old. So – uh, we go back quite a way. Second, he's my father-in-law, so that creates an interesting dynamic. Third, um, we were on staff together for 15 years at the church. I think most of you know I'm not – I still work at the church as, a, as kind of a lay pastor, but I don't, I'm not on church staff anymore. Um, so, but, so it's an interesting dynamic. So we've got mm -hmm. the fact that we're family. We've, we've been together. We've got all this history. And yeah, a story of where we had a heart-to-heart. Here's probably what I learned, and Corey, it took me a while to get to this point. I used to I, – I wish I could go back. There's so much I wish I could go back and tell myself as a young kid's pastor. I think one of the biggest things I wish I could go back and tell myself as it relates to working with my pastor is that when my pastor asks me questions, it doesn't mean he's attacking me or he's mad at me or he doesn't trust me or he has an issue with me. He just wants to understand things, and I remember I used to get – I wrestled with getting so defensive, Corey, like if my pastor would question, hey, why did this happen? Or can you help me understand why this would happen? I immediately would put walls up and almost get defensive. And what I've learned, um, you know, with hopefully some wisdom is that my pastor, he's my big, he's my biggest fan. He's on my team. He just wants to understand things. We're all on the same team. And I, I, I wish that for each of you that are listening to the podcast to to really understand that when your pastor asks you questions, a lot of times, uh, hey, no pastor's perfect, but he's not attacking you or he doesn't think that you, he's not calling you an idiot or saying that you're not credible. He just wants to understand what's going on. And so try to see things from your perspective. And that really helps shape 
the conversations I had with my pastor when I began to really understand that and wrestle with that, Corey. Yeah, that's a big deal. Step into yeah. his shoes and keep that defense yeah. mechanism turned down, keep that dial down. Um, okay, now what about you, Corey? I'm putting you on the spot. You oh, got man. You story? Yeah. I, I, I thought about asking you, but I didn't even, even consider it for Seriously. myself. Yeah, man, I think for me, when I'm having a conversation with my pastor, I have to realize we're very, very different. And so um, like he is just extrovert people and passion and vision. I am stats and numbers and um, that side of stuff. So I have to speak his language and come at him um, speaking him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to somebody who speaks Spanish and just speak English. I, I'd have to figure out how to speak his language. So um, I have to understand uh, I can't go and share 30% of the room is blah, 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 blah. I have to talk yeah. about Jeff and how Jeff feels when he's in that room. It's the same topic that I'm talking about. I just have to approach it from his way. So um, that's, that's a, been very helpful for our relationship when I just speak his language. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. All right. So, um, Ryan, who do we get to thank this week for making okay. this possible? We're coming back to Kidman Nation Megacon, who is sponsoring this second episode back-to-back, episode four, but they were our sponsor last week. If you are looking for a great conference to attend in the next 12 months, you owe it to yourself to check out Kidman Nation Megacon. Now, there are a lot of great conferences I go out there. I go to a lot of them, and they're good. But we, we're a little partial to Megacon because it's our conference. Uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know, maybe – you're listening to the podcast and you've heard of me talk about Megacom, but you've never really done research on it. Go to KidmanNation.com. It's very affordable. Uh, we give away a car. Someone's leaving with the 2019 <laughs> oh, yeah. Ford Fusion. They'll leave with the keys and the title. Could be you. Uh, we have um, a ton of vendors and partners, like 90 ministry partners that are there just cramming the hallways. It's an action-packed three days, and we would love, love, love to have you there. So um, KidmanNation.com, learn more about Megacon, and get signed up. Okay, Corey, one of my favorite things in the podcast is when we talk about some of our favorite things. Um, Now, by the way, if you have a favorite thing that you think we need to mention— Please uh, hit Corey or I up on Facebook. Send us an email, Facebook message, tag us on Facebook. Today, Corey and I are each going to share one of our favorite games. Um, So, Corey, I'll jump in first. Is that cool? Yeah, go for it. All right. I got this. This is not an original game to me. I heard this game. I learned this game from John Tash. And it's called Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I did it Sunday with the kids in my kids' church. So, um, every Sunday, Beth and I lead a kids church with a group of preteens. So we have anywhere from 30 to 40 preteens in the room every Sunday. Love it. And, and we decided to try this game a couple months ago, see if they liked it and actually liked it. So here's how it works. And it works out perfect for my setup because I have four rows. So row number one is Matthew. Row number two is Mark. Row number three is, uh, Luke. Row number four is John. And what you do is you tell the kids, that you're going to turn around. So I, as the leader, I turn and I face the wall in front. So my back is to the kids. I'm going to shout, I'm going to yell five, four, three, two, one. While I'm counting down, they switch seats, they switch rows. And, and then I say, um, 
I go five, four, three, two, one, lock it in. And when I say lock it in, they have to stop and they've got to um, have chosen their seat. And with my back turned to the kids, I'll yell out Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. If I say Mark, everybody in row two is out and they have to go to the side and sit on the floor. Kind of like four corners where you're eliminating a corner, but you're eliminating a row. I like it. Yeah. So then I turn my back to the kids. I shout out five, four, three, two, one. The kids are running around. I say, lock it in. They lock it in. I say, Mark, or I'll say John this time. Everybody in row four is out. And you keep doing that until you just have a handful of kids. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. It's a great time, kind of a time filler or clock stretcher when you need a few extra things to do or you want to get the kids up and moving. Called Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. That's my favorite thing this week. My favorite thing is also a game, and it's more like a concept to a game, and I would encourage you to jump on Google and type in The Impossible Shot. You'll see some resources from different churches on there. But basically what you do is you create some form of very difficult shot with like a table tennis ball or a, uh, I don't know, an actual tennis ball, and they need to do something like you would see on Dude Perfect in order to win. We do this as a pre-service game. It gets them into the room. Um, we have music and lights, and it just makes it a little bit crazy. And they'll line up and each take a, ton, a shot trying to do it. Um, we've done things where they're bouncing a ping-pong ball off of a table and then a smaller table and then a little side table and then into a cup. And they get amped when it hits the first table. It's like, oh, okay, second table gets exciting, third table, and they just lose control if it goes into that fourth one. So. You can set it up how, however you want, however your shot you want to do. Um, just check it out. It's creative. I love yeah. it. Now, do you let all the kids play? or do you just, I do. do you, okay. I give them okay. all one shot for the day, and then I give the leaders one shot also. Oh, that's sweet. And then if they, if they win, what's the prize? Is it like a candy bar, or is it – what do you give them, so, or is it random? So it's – Random, but it builds. So next week, if they don't make it, they get the first week's prize and the second week's prize. And I use it to also advertise some events. So I'll do like uh, $20 off our camp registration. And then the next week, it's $40 off. And then the next week, it's $60 off. And I'll stop it. I love it. I don't have that much money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it. But I'll do just fun stuff. A big box of cereal. um, Different things like we'll use props from our kids ministry and then I'll give that prop away. Um, It just makes it fun. I love it. I'm going to use that this Sunday. I'll let you know how it goes. Great idea. Today we'll be hearing from Jessica Beeler. Jessica has been leading children's ministry for almost 20 years. She's a mother of four, a published author of the book, Don't Quit, The Best Things in Ministry Come Over Time. And she's the host of the Women's Leadership Workshop podcast. We're excited to hear the advice that Jessica offers about talking with senior leadership in our churches. So let's turn things over to this week's expert guide. (laughs) 
Hey, Kidmen leaders, Jessica Beeler here. I hope you've had a great week of ministry. I hope last weekend was impactful, and I hope that you felt like you were making a difference in the lives of the next generation. Today, I want to talk to you for just a couple minutes about having conversations with your senior leaders. I know, right? It can be so hard. Sometimes when we sit down with our supervisor or our senior pastor or lead pastor or campus pastor or whatever your situation may be, sometimes it feels like we're talking a different language. And we're like, no, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. And they're like, I hear you, but no, I don't understand what you're trying to say. And it can be really, really hard. It can be difficult to navigate those conversations. So today, I want to help you because I know there are goals and there are initiatives and there are things that you want to do. There's a line item in a budget that you'd like to change or there's something that you didn't think about when you were putting the budget together and now you want to ask for it. Or maybe there's a change that you want to make and you know there's going to be some resistance. And so today, I want to talk to you about having the conversations with your senior leaders. And so I just want to give you a couple of of just like perspectives, some thoughts, okay? First of all, you are the most passionate person about your ministry, but that doesn't mean that just because it's your priority, that it's going to be the priority of your senior leadership. I'm not saying that it won't be a priority, but it's probably not the top priority. He hired you or she hired you so that you would make it the top priority. But that does mean that they expect you to advocate for your ministry. They expect you to challenge the status quo. And so I would encourage you when you're having these conversations where you're asking that you always start from a place of humility, but you also start from a place of passion. So you say, thank you so much for the opportunity that you have given me to lead at this level. I am so grateful and appreciative. I really feel God's calling on my life. Um, And I'm just grateful that you saw it as well and that you were able to put me in this position. It kind of just like lets all of the tensions out of the room and it puts everyone on right. We're all here for the right reasons. We all want to advance God's kingdom. So I think it's always great to just acknowledge the fact that this is a calling and you're so grateful for the opportunity. Second of all, I think it's also important to remember what's most important to them. Of course, your senior pastor, your your your, um, your campus pastor, your lead pastor, whatever the title may be, of course they are concerned about shepherding um, the people that are in their congregation. But ultimately, they have to measure that. And so they're looking at numbers and they're looking at tie dollars. They're looking at all of these, these things that they can measure and they're determining whether or not their ministry is successful. Numbers are numbers. They are important. They get us to where, um, they, they tell us where we've been and they can help us get to the next stage of development and and, and advancement. And so it's really important. And I think it's important for us as Kidman leaders to make sure that we understand that numbers are important. Sometimes we'll come into a conversation and we'll say, I just really, 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 really feel like this is what we need to do but we don't come in with numbers. So I would encourage you to make sure that whatever you're presenting to them, whatever you're asking for, that you bring data and that you bring numbers into the into the table. I also think that it's really important for us to remember that any goals that we set, they have to be supported by initiatives. And so If you are coming in and you're saying, hey, I want to do this in the ministry and I really feel like this is where God is calling, they're going to look at you and say, okay, how do you do that? 
And if you don't have steps, actionable steps with implementation dates attached to them, it's going to feel like crickets in the room. So I feel like it's really important when we step into those meetings with our leaders, when we're having to navigate difficult conversation and there's tension there. Remember, tension is not a bad thing. Conflict can actually get you to the next level of leadership. And so it's really important not to be scared of it. But I do think that it's important when we step into those those conversations that we come in with a humble spirit, that we're grateful for the opportunity that we have, that we acknowledge God's calling, that we acknowledge that we all want to advance God's kingdom and that we try our best to speak the same language. So come in with data and initiatives and and things that back up um, the resolution that you're trying to put forth. And I hope that these are just a couple of steps. I hope they help you in your next conversation. I hope it's not as awkward, and I hope that you achieve whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve in your ministry. And I am believing that the next conversation that you have with your leader, your senior pastor, your campus pastor, um, your your, um, supervisor, whoever it may be, I am believing believing that you together are going to accomplish great things in the name of the kingdom of God. Hey, thank you, Jessica. Uh, Wow. Wasn't that good? Um, I'm telling you, having conversations with your pastor, with your senior leadership is so important to getting things done. I love how Jessica challenged us to start in the place of humility and the place of passion, uh, to be an advocate for the kids' ministry. We can't just keep quiet, right? But we also can't be a bulldozer. Humility and passion is such a great pairing. I love that. And Ryan, you know me. You know that I love hearing Jessica talk about bringing the data and the numbers. These measurements, they're they're often important when you're making a big decision. And so when we're trying to make a big ask, remember, bring some data and don't just share feelings and how your gut speaks. But remember, both are important. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. So here's today's challenge. Uh, share a prayer request that you have revolving around your senior leadership. We want you to do this in the Isle of Kidman Facebook group. You'll find a post there. If you can't find it, just you can search the Facebook group. Just uh, search for episode four of the I Love Kidman, Kidman podcast. You'll see it. Maybe you need prayer for your, an, uh, an upcoming big conversation that you're going to have with your pastor. Maybe you need prayer for God to give you a vision to aim for. Maybe your relationship with senior leadership isn't as healthy as it needs to be, and you need prayer to mend, some re- to, to mend something there. Jump over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group, find the post, and share your prayer request. Listen, Corey and I are committing to you that we are going to pray for each one of these. You have my word. You have Corey's word. And I know this community well enough to know that other people will pray for you as well. Can't wait to pray for you. Friends, thank you for your support of the podcast. Um, It really means the world. If it's been a blessing to you, don't keep it to yourself. Uh, Share the podcast with your ministry team. I believe volunteers would benefit from this. Other leaders that you know would benefit from this. Your youth pastor would benefit from this podcast. So show us some love by spreading the word. And uh, we'll see you next time in episode number five. This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidman Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.